0: Welcome to MindSpeak. I'm your host, Holly Higgins, a hypnotherapist and holistic mental health nerd. And I'm here to help you use the power of your mind to become happier, healthier, and more of who you really are. Let's dive in. Hello, If you are listening to this on release day, it's Tuesday, November 3rd, which means it's election day. So be safe out there. And when I say be safe out there, what I mean is do everything in your power to protect your personal energy. There is so much hate, fear, division, (laughs) craziness swirling around in the atmosphere right now. And you don't have to be plugged into it 24-7. You can unplug, you can take some time for yourself, tune back into yourself, remember that you are a human being, breathe. So I invite you to do that today or whenever you're listening. And if you're listening in the future, this is like a weird little time capsule from the past and you'll get to remember, oh yeah, election day. It's funny to think about. Anyway, just by listening to this podcast alone, you are doing a small, good thing for yourself. And before we dive into the meat of today's episode, I want to talk about a few small, good things I am doing for myself. I did them starting today. Today was day one. (laughs) So I'm going to take a minute and be that annoying friend who brags about the amazing life-changing habits that she started and it's only day one and you're like, yeah, you did this for a day and you won't shut up. Please leave me alone. Anyway, I am committed to doing these things for a month. I'm going to hold myself accountable here and I'm going to be that annoying braggy friend because I know it's going to help somebody. (laughs) So Over the last several days with just the energy and the intensity of everything that's been going on, I was starting to feel kind of spirally, kind of dark, kind of like I was feeling back in late March, early April when all this COVID stuff first came on the scene and I went into total freak freak out mode. I've been feeling some of that energy again. I think it's just with the election coming around the corner tomorrow and some of the other things going on. I've just been feeling a little bit spirally and I was joking with my BFF. She was like, it kind of feels like we're retracing March and April. (laughs) And retracing is a term that's used a lot in the healing arts and especially in chiropractic. That's basically the gist of retracing is to fully and completely heal a wound, you have to go back into it and back over it. You have to retrace it several times before the healing cycle is complete. So if you've ever found yourself in a situation where you're like, wait, I thought I was over that problem, or I thought I was done with that dynamic or that relationship or that pattern, that is a type of retracing. So we were joking that The energy lately has felt like we are retracing early April. That's how it's felt to us anyway. And damn it, I do not want to retrace the months that followed that where I fell into a pretty funky hole. That was the time when I had to take some time off from the podcast just because I felt like I had absolutely nothing to give. So I've been realizing, oh, I feel the funk coming on. I really need to do something about this to take back some of my control, power, agency, energy. And so I did an assessment of what's draining my power, what's draining my energy, what is contributing to my fear and my spirally feelings right now. And I realized a lot of it was just being on social media way too much. Even when I'm super intentional about who I follow and what I consume, inevitably, somebody links to somebody, links to something else, and then doom is right there in your face. (laughs) You can probably relate to this if you go on the internet. And as messages from the universe have it, where they find you at exactly the right time whenever you need them... I happen to be reading a book about habits and the author talks about the importance of taking control of your mornings and making sure you have your brain to yourself before you let the world into your brain. So he suggested no phone, no texts, no calls, no social media, no email until whenever o'clock in the morning. Like set some time to have a phone email free zone in the morning. And I've heard this advice over and over and have never truly implemented it. But something about reading that and everything that's been going on with me lately, I decided that I needed to seriously give this a shot. And so I've set a tentative time for myself of 9 a.m., because that works with my schedule, my work days, all of that. You might be listening to this and think, well, I could never not look at my phone until 9am. But could you not look at your phone for half an hour after you wake up? Even 15 minutes, like can you have 15 minutes of time without your phone in the morning to just come into the day, come into your own thoughts be in your own headspace, be in a state of peace before you let in any outside stimulation. I always had the excuse, well, I have an online business and I love my Instagram and it fills me with joy and I like interacting with people. That was always my excuse. But excuses no more. I think social media can be a positive, productive place. I think your inbox can be a positive and a productive place. But there is definitely something to be said for giving yourself concentrated time in the morning to really access peace and stillness. Those two things are very, very hard to come by these days. And I think we would all be a little bit better off with some more of those. The other thing I've decided to implement right now is commitment to daily movement. So 20 minutes a day, whatever I feel like that day, whether that's jogging or strength or yoga or even just intentional stretching and breathing, I am committed to it, mostly for the sake of just getting the bugs out, getting the energy moving. And I share those things just as inspiration for you. If you have also been feeling out of control and spirally and like you were just sucked into the negativity, just ask yourself, what is a grounding practical thing that you can implement to give yourself a little space to make yourself feel better whether that means saying no to something, like I've said no to media in the mornings, or whether that means saying yes to something, like I have said yes to implementing more consistent exercise. You do not have to do everything at once. Just pick one small thing to anchor yourself, to ground yourself, something that you can keep special so that you know when I go and do this thing or I give myself this space, I can just turn off the rest of the world and sink into this moment. And that is a great segue to what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about compartmentalizing worry. And I want to share with you two little mind tricks I use with myself, in order to block off and compartmentalize worry and keep it from bleeding all over my day. And when I say bleeding all over my day, what I mean is that when we are caught up in a worrisome headspace, that little worry machine tends to be running in the background all day long, which makes it impossible to be fully present with the task or the person, or the moment in front of us. It's always tainted by worry. Worry is bleeding all over everything in your life, just a little bit, or a lot of bit. So there are two different techniques that I use. One, I just call it making a date with worry. And the second technique I use is setting a deadline for my worrying. And you can also use these tactics hand in hand. I find that if something is really, really preoccupying my thoughts and causing me a lot of worry, I will make a worrying date and I will give myself a worrying deadline. Making a date with worry is exactly what it sounds like. So instead of worrying a little bit all day long, day after day after day, you say to yourself, I am going to sit down. I am going to pick a time. I am going to pick a place. I am going to make a date with worry. And what you do at that hot, sexy date (laughs) is you really, truly let yourself go into the worry let yourself write out the absolute worst case scenario. Let yourself feel the feelings. Sometimes, when I have a date with worry, it looks like me laying down on the floor and crying and just letting that fear move through my body because emotions this is one of my favorite sayings. Emotions are like having to go to the bathroom. When you have to pee, you go pee. When you feel afraid, can you let yourself feel the fear and let those emotions run through you? This may sound like the least fun thing ever, And if this sounds scary or unsafe to you or generates a lot of fear in you, like I feel like I wouldn't be able to get through that, then definitely trust yourself, listen to yourself, Um, see if there is a space that you can try this with a practitioner where you can be witnessed, where you can be guided, definitely don't do anything that feels unsafe to you. But the reason that this practice can be so cathartic is that a lot of us don't let ourselves feel our emotions all the way through. And when we allow an emotion to be felt all the way through, it changes and it dissipates. And it melts into something else. It's like if you've ever had a really, really, really good cry, and then you just feel so much better afterwards, it's because the emotion was felt all the way through. And in the society that we live in, it is not always appropriate or safe or conducive to be feeling our emotions all the way through whenever they come up. Using the bathroom analogy, again, sometimes nature calls when you are in the middle of a very important meeting and you do what you have to do, even though it's really uncomfortable. We do the same things with our emotions a lot and it results in emotional constipation. And so when you make a date with worry, you're really able to let that out, let that flow, Let that go, and in doing so, you change the energy. Another thing that often happens for me in this practice is I'm able to get perspective on my worry. Once I see my worry out on the page, once I allow myself to cry or throw a fit or think things through to the worst case scenario, I'm usually able to see that the worst case scenario is very unlikely, and my brain is being a big old boogeyman. That is technique one, making a date with worry, setting aside time to really feel those feelings so that they are not creeping in to every hour of your day. And The second concept that I want to talk about is very similar, but this one tends to work better when the thing that you are worrying about is pretty far out in the future. If you find yourself worrying about something that you don't have much control over or something that's not going to have real tangible consequences for you until further down the line. So basically something that you're preoccupied with that you can't do a lot about, but that you're expending a lot of emotional calories thinking about. So the first technique tends to work really great for worries that feel pressing and immediate emotions that you want to hash out with yourself that day or within the next couple of days, this next technique that I'm going to share, creating a worrying deadline, this is really effective for those things you are worrying about that don't have real consequences until farther in to the future. What you essentially do is that you make a decision that you're not allowed to worry about XYZ until a specific date. And I want to give you an example to make this clear. So going back to earlier this year when I fell into my hole after March, April, I found myself in a place where I was very tired and uninspired. And I am used to creating a lot of content, interacting with a lot of people, coaching my clients, being pretty high energy, being quote unquote on. And so to go through this phase where I literally felt like I had no inspiration was very hard for me. And it was also concerning because this work isn't just my joy and what lights me up. This work is also my livelihood. And right now, I happen to be the sole breadwinner for our family. And so it wasn't just this fear and this worry of, oh, I'm uninspired and sad and fearful. It was also this very real concern of how long can I sustain this before real questions about my livelihood come into play. And so I found myself when I was going through this funk, spinning out a lot of (laughs) when is the inspiration going to come back? When am I going to be inspired again? When am I going to feel like posting again? And again, that that worry and that fear wasn't just coming from a creative place, it was coming from visceral, primal fears of sustaining my family's livelihood. And as you can imagine, sitting in this energy of fear all day did not contribute to me feeling inspired or productive. It shut down my creativity and my drive even further, and I started to recognize this. I started to recognize unless I can get myself out of this energy of constant fear, my inspiration is not going to come back. So, what I did was I sat down and I got really clear about okay, when is actually the date that I need to start being concerned, truly about financial well-being. When is that day? I think I did this exercise back in May and I remember that the answer that I came up with was November 2020. And funnily enough, I'm recording this in November 2020. So I sat down, I did some math and I figured out that I had all the way from May until November 2020 to put a stop to worrying about my finances. Like, we were good until then. If it got to November and the inspiration well was still dry, then I could start thinking about doing whatever I needed to do going back to corporate America. (sighs) that's a hiss, I just hissed into the microphone, (laughs) you know, I could start thinking about those drastic worst case scenarios that my mind told me every day I needed to start thinking about. I sat down, I did some hard math, and I said, oh, hey, asshole in my brain who likes to worry all the time. Actually, we have all the way until November before we truly have to worry about this. And that was really empowering because I saw very clearly that I had six months for my greatest fears that I was stewing and sitting in every single day, six months before those even remotely became a possibility. So what I did, because I could see very clearly that sitting in the energy of fear all day long was not serving me is I gave myself a worrying deadline. I said, I am not allowed to think doom and gloom thoughts about my business and my future until November, 2020. And until November, 2020, everything gets to be fun. I had this huge note card that I posted up in my office And it said in giant letters, it gets to be fun. So I told myself, I'm not allowed to worry about my business. I'm not allowed to worry about when am I coming back to the podcast. The only thing I'm allowed to focus on right now is what sounds fun or interesting. (laughs) Or do I need to take a nap? Do I need to rest? So I gave myself that time and that permission to just follow whatever it was that was lighting me up. And by doing that, by setting a deadline for my worry, by telling myself, I'm not allowed to worry about this anymore until this date, it freed up my energy. And by freeing up my energy... I actually got started again with a podcast and back on social media and and back in my business again sometime in July, which was way sooner than the November deadline I created for myself. And the only reason that happened was because I put a deadline on my worry. I put it into the future I convinced my brain, you are not allowed to go to worst case scenario until that date. If you get to that date and you want to go to worst case scenario, awesome. Have a field day. But until then, you just have to focus on what's fun and what's interesting and what's grabbing your attention. Now, I realize you are a different person with different circumstances and different worries, but I want to ask you if there's anything in your life, anything that feels looming, anything that's out there in the future that you are currently giving a lot of your energy to, can you apply some of these principles to your situation And I think you have to ask yourself the question, is it really in my best interest to worry or obsess about this thing now? Is it really productive to obsess about it right now? Or can I push the worry and the concern out to a further date? Now, some people will say it's never in your best interest to worry Worrying is always futile, you know, worrying is always wasted energy, but there, there do come times and places and intersections in our life where we have to make critical, scary decisions and we have to act and we have to give our energy and our attention to certain things. But Giving those things lots of unnecessary attention before we reach that moment in time robs us of the time that's right in front of us. So, is there a big, looming, hairy thing in your life that you could sit down, you could do some math, whether that is with money or with time or whatever type of math you are doing, to really say, okay, I'm going to free my mind from thinking about this until X date. And if my little squirrel brain wants to jump to it, I am going to lovingly remind myself of my deadline. Along with my it gets to be fun note that I had hanging in my office, I also had a post-it note on it that just said, November. And so whenever I looked at that, I reminded myself, yep, okay, I don't have to worry about that thing until November. In the meantime, I'm going to tell my brain to think about other things. How might these concepts apply to you and what is going on in your life? As always, take what you like, leave the rest. If you have missed my announcements lately, I have a new free meditation available for download on my site. It is called Clear the Crap, a Hypnotic Meditation to Release BS and Baggage. It is great for these times we find ourselves in. You can find the link in the show notes. You can also go to MindSpeakPodcast.com forward slash clear to get the link there. That's all I have for you this week, and until next time, go believe in you, I do.